This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 45 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. As always, I'm very excited for this episode uh, where we're going to go deep on an industry that a lot of people are interested in and uh, is becoming more and more critical. The infrastructure of the economy. And no, I'm not talking about buy now, pay later (laughs) providers (laughs) in Australia, but cybersecurity. That's right, Ren. We are taking a break from the hypothetical portfolio that we've been doing over the last few weeks and turning our attention to the industry deep dive segments that we often do over our break in summer. No, we, we do uh, companies over summer. 2018 summer, I think we no, did. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we did industry deep dive do anyway. Do I <laughs> No, no, I don't. So we're doing cybersecurity, one of the hottest sectors that have come through from the Equitymates community, you guys out yep. there. So we've taken your feedback on board and are going to pick apart every Everything that is to do with cybersecurity, looking at a bit of the context, some of the major players in the space, obviously what the industry is, how it's investable, and then some of the ways that you are able to actually invest, both here in Australia and overseas. Before we get into that, you said we're taking a break from the hypothetical portfolio. I don't see this as a break. I see this as complementary. I see this as part of the deep dives, trying to understand True. industries, trying to this figure out how things process. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love doing these deep dives. I love learning about new industries and new companies and stuff like that. And I think what I want to do with the hypothetical portfolio is not just do individual stocks, but also you know talk about industries that are interesting and, and use that as a guide to then maybe talk about some companies it all sort of you know it's it's a virtuous cycle yeah (laughs) no it's it's a fair point but speaking of hypothetical portfolio we continue to get some stock pitches come in Mm -hmm. keep sending them in we love to get them and at the same time if there's particular industries that you think have you know good tailwinds there's some macro trends that might be making it an interesting place to invest and you want to pitch a particular industry is something that's yeah. interesting. If you don't have a particular stock, but you just, you know, 
just if you want to join the conversation, join the conversation. On our Facebook group, you can email us. You can hit up Bryce on his personal TikTok at <laughs> BryceLesky123. <laughs> that's right, Ren. No, not that's right about my TikTok. But uh, yeah, look, we want any of you guys to come and join us on the show. So please just hit us up with the mobile. It's as simple as a quick phone call and bang, you're going to be on the show. So uh, to, to be clear, <laughs> the, the initial contact isn't by mobile. We're, we haven't given out our mobile numbers yet, but we mean we'll get you on the show by giving you a call. I think that was pretty clear. Oh, it wasn't clear to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> so please, listener, stock pitches and also to Ren's point, even if you just have a trade idea or an investment thesis, whatever it may be, we want to hear about it and we're looking forward to getting you all on the show. Don't be put off by Ben's amazing pitch, setting the bar high. Obviously, he's very ingrained in that investment environment. So, yes, it was an amazing pitch, but please, we're looking for all of you to come on and share your stuff. So, Bryce is just looking for people to keep pitching so he never has to pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, when I pitch... It's just going to be amazing. Uh, so. is it? Is it? Are we going to build those expectations? <laughs> Actually, no. no. <laughs> All right, Ren. So let's move on. Industry deep dive, cybersecurity. Topical at the moment. We've just had the New Zealand Stock Exchange get hacked. Yes, they could have used some more cybersecurity. Yes, they were down for three days. Four days. Four days. Yeah. Unbelievable. So look, it's an industry that is growing very quickly. It's becoming very large. And there are a lot of companies that I've never heard of going through this process. Had you heard of many of them? No. And I think that's going to be a really important through line through this episode. And actually, we should say right at the top, and we'll probably repeat it throughout this episode, as part of what we're trying to do with the industry deep dives, and also in terms of getting our website a bit more up to scratch and a bit more relevant, all of these notes plus more will go into a written piece on our website, an industry deep dive. There's a number of companies that we're not going to spend a lot of time going through their market cap, their price to earnings, their revenue growth, just because, you know, Splunk and stuff like that, Palo Alto Networks, like there's a bunch of companies that people wouldn't have heard of. And there's probably not a lot of value for us to just read a shopping list on a podcast, but there will be all of the companies that we talk about and plenty that we don't talk about in the show notes. There'll be a link to it, or you can just head to our website, equitymates.com. Because, yeah, there's so many companies in this space, both directly related to cybersecurity and indirectly involved in cybersecurity infrastructure or, you know, ecosystem. It goes without saying, it's obviously a big industry. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big industry that we don't have a lot of exposure to a lot of those individual companies on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting to see what they do and yeah. what, what some of them were. Pretty fascinating. And it's also fascinating to see what companies are classified as in this space, but we'll get to that later. So context, Ren. Yes. Cyberspace, the first truly man-made environment. Yes. Not any of this, you know, real world just shaping the natural environment. You won't find it in the Daintree Rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> and look, if we start with the context, it almost goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyway. Like as more and more of our critical infrastructure is electrified, is moved online, as the internet of things becomes more important as more and more data is stored online the risk of cyber intrusions and cyber hacks increases and the potential devastating effects of these intrusions and hacks and breaches becomes more and more pronounced and so this has given rise to a large defensive industry to protect against those hacks To give you some context, McKinsey looked at data field applications of artificial intelligence 
and projected that they're going to generate $13 trillion worth of new economic activity by 2030. So like not only is where we're up to in history, there is such a need for cybersecurity, but it's just going to keep increasing and it's going to increase at an exponential rate. So in terms of tailwinds for an industry, in terms of macro trends that you can invest with, there's probably no better industry than cybersecurity or it would be right at the top of the list. So to give some practical examples of some of the risks, you know, there's obviously the theft of personal information, of data. Yeah, which Which you try to to do with my credit cards all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's obviously a big one. And there's been some really obvious examples of that. The US Department of Health and Human Services was hacked, which wasn't ideal because it was a government database. DoorDash, the food delivery company, had a security breach that exposed the personal data of almost 5 million customers, merchants, delivery workers. Equifax, the big credit reporting agency, got hacked and all their data got taken. But, you know, there so many companies have had their data stolen. Every company from Target in the US to it's Adobe. Crazy, like yeah. It's just, there's such a risk of losing that data and then fraud happening, credit card details being stolen, blah, blah, blah. You That happened to you actually, didn't it? Your, Amazon Am- got me. Your Amazon, yeah. Busted, yeah, yeah. seriously busted. And then they'd shoot, anyway, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's not get into that. But yes, I got done through Amazon. Yeah, so that that's a key bucket. Another one which I think is underappreciated, but I think is the most scary, is the taking down of critical infrastructure. And, you know, that's everything from traffic lights to the electricity grid to dams to everything now is electrified and online and relies on online-based control systems. So if things get hacked and foreign actors or other parties take control of infrastructure, they can cause serious damage. And I think the the best example of that is when Russia invaded Georgia in 2007 and then when Russia invaded Crimea in 2016, they took down the internet in Crimea in 2016, just took it down completely. But in 2007, they did a whole bunch of stuff, hacked news agencies, all that stuff. So... Like you can you can see some serious disruption. So that's a really clear example in the media. My favorite example of a cyber attack. Yes, I have a favorite example. <laughs> Don't you have a tattoo on your thigh? <laughs> have you heard of the Stuxnet no. attack? So in the mid two thousands, Iran was allegedly producing. You can say whatever you want if you follow it by allegedly. <laughs> Iran was pro- allegedly producing nuclear material, and allegedly again, never been confirmed. Israel and the US worked together on this. Stuxnet virus, got it into the Iranian nuclear facility, not sure how, and then basically all the virus did was made the nuclear centrifuges spin too fast so they broke down and they set this cyber attack through this Stuxnet virus, set the Iranian nuclear program back you know, X number of years. And then it stayed a secret for a long time and then eventually came wow. out. So like key pieces of critical infrastructure are at risk. So that's the second one. And then a third key category that people may be familiar with is that sort of extortion and ransomware. People can take control of your systems or your computer or whatever, and then, then use it or demand things to get it back. So the WannaCry ransomware attack in 2017 Remember that? They like crippled yeah. the British healthcare system. Yeah. And they it was like, we will unlock these this system if you give us X number of Bitcoin. So I guess that for me just sets the scene in terms of what are some of the types of cyber attacks that 
this industry is defending against and some of the classic examples. There was a quote from the former Cisco CEO, Cisco yeah, being the big, big player. Yeah, big player. Yeah. He said, there are two types of companies, those that have been hacked and those that don't know they've been hacked. It is just such a pervasive problem. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. And the thing is, some organizations are getting hacked and they don't have the expertise or frameworks to actually understand what the hell's going on. Yeah. See you later. So we've probably been hacked. (laughs) True. (laughs) All our IP. So... Great context, Ren, but I guess the big question is it's now becoming the hot topic and I'm sure COVID has had implications on this. What's your research telling us from that point of view? Well, I think there's some obvious changes. More and more businesses and governments are moving their operations online so that there's obviously just more data there. There's more things online, which creates a risk. Yeah. The second and probably more important risk is As people move from working in offices to working from home, Mm. that creates more risk um, because your homes are just less secure. You know, the businesses... Dodgy dodgy NBN. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your Huawei uh, router. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. They might be listening. (laughs) It is a podcast. Yes. Well, yeah, Um, there's businesses that specialize in the protection of the hardware side of things because at the end of the day, you could protect your infrastructure in terms of connections. But if someone is able to get into your actual laptop or your phone, game over. Yeah. So COVID's obviously accelerated a lot of the trends that are really propping up this industry. The other thing that's accelerating the trend is governments are responding in a really strong way from a national security perspective. So to take an Australian example, in July this year, the Australian government reported a record $1.35 billion investment in cybersecurity, mainly around like the Defence Signals Directorate and um, stuff like that, really beefing up their infrastructure. But that's also part of a bigger $15 billion defence investment in cyber and information warfare capability. There's a lot of reasons that this is an accelerating industry and yeah. an accelerating trend. Get on board. So if we move from the context to the actual investable industry, <laughs> yes. do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So worldwide, security spending is expected to grow 2.4% to reach $123.8 billion in 2020, so significant money starting to come in. And those numbers are coming from research firm Gartner in the latest June forecast. Pre-coronavirus December forecast called for 8.7% growth of the industry with cloud security being one of the, the big contributors to that booming 33% to 585 million. So, I mean, get on board the cloud. <laughs> cloud security. This is where you make some joke about like cumulonimbus or something like that. <laughs> no, no, I was not going to do that. So over in the States, the industry, well, the sector is obviously under the technology and most of the companies that we talk about fall within software infrastructure. If you are looking to find a list of companies, that is a $2 trillion market cap over in the States. So absolutely massive industry to be investing in. Yeah. It, it's booming. For me, I was trying to think about how to think about the industry. That's not a very good sentence. So that's not no, a good start. Not. But but it's like there's there's so many different companies that do different parts of the yes. cybersecurity job in the ecosystem. Yes. It's it's not like you sign up with, you know, Palo Alto Networks and they'll do everything. Yeah. Um I mean, Palo Alto is a bigger company and they'll do more, but there's so many different ways to think about it. So 
For me, I was just doing some Googling and reading some stuff and there's two sort of frameworks or conceptualizations, I guess, to think about the industry. The first one, I guess, was a responsibility-based framework. So there are companies that work on identifying threats. There are other companies that work on protecting networks and infrastructure from those threats. There are companies that then detect when an intrusion is happening. So identifying is like, you know, finding out new threats and stuff like that. Detecting is when they're actually attacking or whatever. Uh, Responding is then how there's a whole bunch of companies that then work to remove threats or you know proactively respond to new threats and then there's a whole bunch of companies that do things around data recovery and data Mm. protection and stuff like that so Mm. that that was one framework that i saw that maybe helps people think about the different players in the sector again we will have this on our website at some point there was another one which was a little bit more complicated but there was like a layer based framework and so you can think about you know there's some layers there's like a, a people layer so it's you know how do you stop people doing the wrong thing you know stopping phishing email like people clicking on phishing emails and stuff like that there's a software application layer like you know. fishing industry yeah 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 <laughs> there we go there's that Bryce Lesky <laughs> sense of humor um software application layer so like how do we protect software how do you stop you know like zero day exploits which are like you know flaws in your software that can be immediately exploited operating system layer machine language layer a whole bunch of different things even things like a geographic layer like how do you protect physical data centers and stuff from being hacked thinking about all of that if you're a reasonably sized business you're going to need to be protecting a lot of stuff yeah. a lot of layers yeah this is going to be very expensive it is that's why it's you, a need big to get, you need to get a lot of companies on board to protect yourself yeah some companies might not be able to afford to do this yes correct how do you know i mean from a due diligence process how do you know Who's protected and who's not? Well, part of what the that government 1.35 billion, the Australian government's 1.35 billion package was to create like a platform or a portal to share information for okay. companies, governments, national security agencies to all collaborate on information for that exact reason that smaller companies don't have the resources to understand everything that's going on themselves. So I think the government's pretty aware of that and is trying to use their cyber capabilities and their cyber expertise to then help businesses. You can see it becoming like a point of differentiation down the track where companies will more and more say we're the most secure. Oh, 100%. We've, we've got you covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that ad for? We've got you covered. NRMA? Something. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, companies already do that. Like that, that was PayPal's whole thing. Like, True. Uh, pay, PayPal was the most secure way to pay online. Yeah, but they do it at a, um, like, a, you know, there's, you know, uh, WhatsApp, for example, encryption. Yeah. I'm thinking Iconic, for example, they probably have, or a larger organization who take in many different points of data, like Woolworths, for example, would have to be protecting way more than just your payments. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not coming out and saying, hey, we're the most secure retailer in Australia. Yeah. From a business perspective, like if I was Woolworths, I wouldn't want to be talking about that because it creates a lot of risk. Two risks. One, people you, want to you beat put, the a tar- system. put a target on your back. <laughs> and two, it's like, it would be so fleeting. Like new threats emerge, new systems get built. Just keep saying it then. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying. I, I imagine Woolworths and Coles, like the, the companies that have big loyalty programs, you know, flybys and Woolworths rewards and stuff, like they would be secured to the T. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hope so. In the write-up, we'll include in those different 
frameworks that we spoke about, some examples of companies that sort of specialize on, on each of those layers. But I think what we should do to not get too bogged down in conceptualizing the industry is maybe move on to some specific companies yeah. and sort of how you can invest in it. For me, my biggest takeaway was this is an ETF industry. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think... Um, well, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to invest directly, but you talk about circle of competence. I was about to ask you, would you say yeah. cybersecurity is in your circle of competence? No. Yeah. I understand like what it means for a company if they're saying we do data protection, encryption, or you know, protection of hardware or whatever, but that's about as far as it goes. How I then differentiate who's going to win in the space yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. what are the, you know. If, I, if I was going to say like, all right, I think like identity management for s- systems is super important and managing people who have administrative access to computer systems is going to be a key pivot point in the future of cybersecurity. I couldn't tell you if CyberArk software or Okta is has a better um, you know, management system yeah, for I've that. actually got a bit of beef with these guys. Their names suck. <laughs> <laughs> Zscaler, Splunk, Proofpoint. Ping, Okta, Qualys, Fortinet. It's like, guys. FireEye. FireEye, VMware. It's like, come on. Ping Identity Holdings. It's great. Silly, silly, silly. Okay, so there you go. DocuSign. That one makes more sense. Have you seen the share price of DocuSign? No. Unbelievable. Killing it? Killing it. I can say that I'd never used it before COVID and now I use I it know, all the time. I just kick myself. There's off topic, but COVID again, if this makes sense from a market point of view, to sit back and actually have a much broader think about what is going to happen. Like Zoom, DocuSign, idiot. <laughs> DocuSign, we've been using it heaps. Yeah, we have. Signing all our deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoom Zoom is a Zoom's crazy. Zoom, yeah. just a classic again. When Damn um it. when the founder of Zoom this is completely off topic, but when the founder of Zoom left, uh, he was at one of those bigger companies. I think it was Cisco, I might be wrong, maybe in like IBM or something. When he resigned, forty of the engineers that worked for him also resigned. Wow. Yeah, and went wow. with him. That's yeah. good. That, that, that is, shows something. That is loyalty. That's yeah. good management. Yeah. 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 Again, another company, Marley Spoon, killing it. Uh, Makes sense. Don't pay meal kids. Didn't think it... Yeah, that doesn't matter. You pay <laughs> stocks that go up. <laughs> killing it. It's like, damn it. Anyway, back on to cybersecurity. So I think for me, this was an industry where ATFs, for me personally, uh, make a lot of sense because mm-hmm. it's outside my circle of competence. So I think... If we start with the ETF conversation and then we move into some of the different players individually, sure. there's one Australian ETF. Hack? Yeah, Hack, yeah. that focuses specifically on cyber security. H-A-C-K. Yeah, and that's issued by BetaShares. There are a number of others that influence by the sector or touch on the sector. So basically any of your US tech or global tech focused ETFs will have cyber security exposure. Things like NDQ will have companies that related to the cybersecurity space, but in terms of pure play cybersecurity, hack is the main one. You'd also probably touch on cybersecurity if you looked at thematic ETFs in the robotics or artificial intelligence and machine learning sectors. But globally, there's also a a number. There's four in the US. There's a hack in the US issued by a different ETF provider, but with the same ticker, just on a different exchange. There's a NASDAQ one, CIBR. There's a cybersecurity and tech uh, one, which is IHAK, I-H-A-K. 
And then there's a global cybersecurity ETF on the NASDAQ with the ticker BUG, B-U-G. And then there's a fourth one, the MSCI cybersecurity so those are the four listed in America that you can also access through the likes of Stake or eToro. Actually, there's plenty of brokers that you can access US ETFs these days, but obviously then it's in USD. So just be mindful of that. One thing that I found particularly interesting, so the MSCI, which is a like index creator, they have a MSCI, ACWI, IMI, Cybersecurity Index. A lot of acronyms there. Yes. They issued a fact sheet. The most recent fact sheet was from the 31st of July, 2020. Biggest holding in, in that index? Zoom. V- Zoom video communication. 6% of the index. Yeah, crazy. I, I think my comment to all of them that you mentioned, Ren, it's very important that you go in and actually look at the holdings. Yeah. Some are going to be more focused on actual companies in cybersecurity. You mentioned it earlier, Ren. There are others that have some of the larger tech stocks that can somehow be related to cybersecurity. So just make sure you're going in and looking at the top holdings of these ETFs to ensure that what you're buying into is actually, I guess, reflective of uh, what's on the front cover. So so to give another example, so that one, the biggest holdings are Zoom. There's a bunch of pure play cybersecurity companies, CrowdStrike, yep. Zscaler, GSD Holdings, Okta, Checkpoint Software, Avast, like companies that some of them I may have heard of, but none that I know that well. Then I open another fact sheet. This one's from State Street, and they've got a private fund, not an ETF, but their biggest holdings are like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet. So with these cyber ETFs, it does seem like there's a little bit of a discrepancy between the key holdings, just depending on what index they're tracking or or what the constituent parts are. So for me, I guess the key takeaway is... This is an industry where ETFs make a lot of sense because more than anything, I'm investing in the macro trend, the cybersecurity impetus that every government and every business is feeling at the moment. I'm less trying to pick an individual stock that will outperform the sector as a whole because it's outside of my circle of competence and I just don't have the the specialized level of knowledge required. Absolutely. The only thing that I've realized, Ren, is whilst we do have an ETF here in Australia, it is pretty much reflective of the major ETFs over in America in terms of holdings. Yeah. If you wanted a specific stock play for Australian cybersecurity companies, you're going to have to do some digging to find listed companies on the ASX that are Australian. So that's just a call out if you're looking for Australian market. But my take on that is that there is no reason to be geographically bound here. Cybersecurity is an industry that is truly global and the idea of restricting yourself to one market seems yeah. arbitrary and unnecessary. I think the US obviously has the bulk of the listed cybersecurity stocks, the biggest in the world, but Israel also really punches above its weight in this sector. The UK has a number of cyber-related stocks, but it's a truly global industry and all of the ETFs reflect that. And I think there's a lesson in that, that, you know, it's not like retail where Woolworths and Coles pure play Australian retailers, and it's not a truly globalized industry in the Mm. same way. Mm. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Nice, friends. So that covers off a little bit about the context, a bit about the industry itself, and some of the key ways that you can invest through ETFs. So let's move on to... Specific companies. Yeah, specific stocks. So... For me, the way I conceptualized this was cyber-related companies and then cyber-specific companies. So cyber-related companies, there's a bunch of well-known companies in the world that have exposure to this mega trend. The big tech players, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, they, you know, especially with their cloud businesses, and they obviously do a lot in to secure their own networks, and they're exposed to the cybersecurity sector. So that's that's one. The second is the military contractors. So cyber warfare is massive. The first strike in the next war is more likely than not going to be cyber. And there's a number of players in the sector that have big cyber security or cyber warfare arms, BAE systems, Thales, Raytheon. There's a bunch that play in that sector. There's also infrastructure players, the likes of Cisco and IBM and stuff like that exposed to the sector. There's a few different buckets, but then you get into the specific cyber companies. You found three that are publicly listed in Australia. So maybe we just name we name check them here, but in terms of the details, let's save it for the, sure. the yeah, no. written piece because yeah. otherwise we're just going to be shouting numbers down. And I'm sure there are more, but this is just a couple that I came across. In terms of listed, Cypherpoint, CPT, they specialize in data protection. Family Zone, this is an interesting one, not necessarily cybersecurity, but they allow you to protect your kids through manipulation of devices and that sort of stuff. But I just thought interesting play. I'm actually installing that on our EquityMate servers to um, <laughs> stop your, uh, shall we say, troubling we browsing go. habits. Here we go. <laughs> Lies. And then Sanitas Corp. Again, interesting name. S-E-N is the ticker. And they specialize in encryption technology. 
So three Aussie stocks. But as I said, if you're interested in finding more on this, you need to dig into software infrastructure, which falls under technology sector to find out more. I think there were about 30 stocks that fell under that sector. Interestingly, you have Afterpay and Zip in that sector as well. So I don't know if they're double dipping across multiple sectors. I don't even know if that's possible. Should know that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, there's about 30 companies under that um, sector at the moment. Yeah. And then in the US, there's a bunch. We we name-checked some of them before when we were making fun of their names. A few, like Palo Alto Networks is a big one that you hear a lot about. CrowdStrike Holdings, they reported earnings yesterday? Yeah, very, very recently. Or overnight. Very um, recently. When we're recording this. And their stock price was up 14% yeah, on the back of that. So, They're everywhere at the moment. Whenever you look at some of the stuff that's coming out in this space, CrowdStrike is always one that is popping up as the sort of hot stock at the moment, as is CyberArk software. But again, CrowdStrike Holdings, it sounds like a bowling alley. <laughs> Don't you think? I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna let you uh, take the hate. I've just got you, beef with this. We're not going to be able to get any cybersecurity contractors to protect our networks. <laughs> True. <laughs> we named a few before, so let's not, let's not get too into that. The way I want to close this out, unless you've got any other companies you want to touch on. No, I think uh, from my point of view, as I said, the hot stocks at the moment from, I guess, an interest point of view and what's online is uh, CyberArk Software, CrowdStrike, Palo Alto, Zscaler, and also, guys, go and check out DocuSign. I'm just looking at the graph now. It's good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's up 300% since October. Jeez. Yeah, so... There you go. Anyway. The way I want to close this out is maybe just touch on a few of the risks. So obviously there's a lot of reasons to like the sector, but that doesn't mean it's a slam dunk. It doesn't mean it's a sure thing. For me, the first risk is just a valuation risk. A lot of these stocks trade at a premium because of all the positive headwinds. So that's always something to think about. And I guess related to that, but somewhat separately is that there's a lot of competition in the space. And for me, I have no real ability to decide which stocks are going to win and which stocks are going to lose. Even if you're investing in an ETF, if an ETF is market cap weighted and some of the bigger stocks can't live up to their valuation and some of the smaller stocks take market share from the bigger ones in the ETF, then the stocks that are growing are smaller parts of the ETF. Um, So valuation risk and that competitive risk, I think, is a big one. But for me, I think there are also risks to the industry that need to be made aware. So obviously AI is coming and that will significantly enhance cyber offensive capabilities. So if you think about cybersecurity as defense and then hackers and state actors and all of that who are attacking systems as offense, a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning will enable better cyber attacks, which then will require a response. And so what companies are going to be best placed to create new defensive software, new defensive infrastructure and stuff like that. So I think that's one. Related to that, also quantum computing. So as quantum computing becomes more and more realistic, that creates, again, a risk of massively enhancing the ability of cyber offensive capabilities to overwhelm and just beat cyber security companies and defensive systems. So I think it's an interesting industry. Obviously, whatever comes on the offensive side, whatever new methods of hacking, whatever new exploits are found, whatever new technology is utilized in this endeavor, there will be a defensive response from governments and from the private sector. So there will always be companies that are 
responding to these threats and, and winning in a financial sense on the back of it. But it's a sector that is massively changing all the time. New threats are constantly emerging. And it's one that, you know, it's, it's a risk that you have to know, especially if you're going to be holding a specific company in this sector. You, I, I feel like this is one of the industries where you really need to know your stuff. Yeah. Great if you do, because you might be able to find some real winners. But. I mean, if you great if you do, because you'll be able to find some w- real winners, and you'll probably have a very high-paying job in the cybersecurity <laughs> yeah. sector. <laughs> true, true. Are you invested in any ETF, friend? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the Australian one. You're in hack. Yeah, yeah. What a hack. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, obviously nothing here is a recommendation, but for me personally, yeah, I, I've been in hack for a while. Since we interviewed them back in 2017. Yeah, actually, I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, it made sense, does it, didn't it? So uh, it's, it's still done, does make sense. It's done well over the years as has well. has done well over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hold on, what about you? I'm actually not. Ah. Yeah, no. What, because you didn't like the names of any of the companies? They weren't talking to me. <laughs> no, I'm not. For no real reason other than I've focused on other things, I think. Yeah, I've just... It's, Re- it's, on, my, it's on my list, yeah. <laughs> Certainly on my list. And I think this has kind of triggered my thinking that I probably should take some action on it. Mm. So we'll see. Nice. Well, that's a that's a great wrap of the, the industry, Ren. And uh, if anyone has any comments or like any further, I guess, questions on that, then hit us up on our socials, email, whatever. And to Ren's point before, if you have any investing ideas or thesis that touch on cybersecurity, we would love to hear from you. Welcome to come on the show, chat to us for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you like. Yeah, if you and have that knowledge and you can tell us which of these companies with a stupid name, it's going to win in this field. We want to hear it. We do want to put some in our satellite portfolio. So, well, maybe it depends on the pitch, but at this stage, it sounds like uh, we don't know enough about the individual stocks to do so. So looking for someone to come and help us work through that. But other than that, Ren, We'll leave it there. Anything else you want to cover off? Not just if you want more, go to our website and or go to the show notes and the, there'll be a written version of this. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. At some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast and loose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ren, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk next week. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Equity Mates Investing Podcast, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Equity Mates Investing Podcast is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional. 